was bringing my baby into the world in the warmth of my home. Clinical, medical, how does a baby get through something the circumference of a straw? <laughs> my vision definitely involved midwives and no hospitals. My vision is all natural and involves a lot of massage. <laughs> my vision of birth was not helpful in preparing me to parent or live after each one of my challenging births. Burning the candle my friends had carved, playing the 13 mixed CDs Chris had made, um, homeopathic remedies and essential oils on hand. During birth, my birth plan went out the window. <laughs> During my birth, I was strapped to a table in the OR that was shorter and thinner than I was. Oh, hi. Do you like my little black dress? I chose it just for this birth. The last few months, each picture on the wall, each affirmation, perfect. I'll show you my birth plan. Different shades of pink. Perfect. See this little yellow spot? That's just in case the hospital transfer occurs. Let's just keep that really small. <laughs> I had a beautiful home birth for my second baby. This one I had planned out. I really wanted to make sure that my breasts weren't hanging out. It was gonna be photo worthy. <laughs> there would be no headlines of daughter-in-law with National Geographic breasts. <laughs> no, covered up with a nice little bikini. That was gonna be me and my third baby. They always say the third baby is the wild card. God damn it. <laughs> this one wasn't coming down. This one wasn't coming down. They say she's afraid to push. They say she can't. Say yes to your baby, my. Say yes to your baby. I'm goddamn saying yes to my baby. My God, I want it out. Why wouldn't I say yes to my baby? This was the longest labor. Started at about 5 p.m. the day before at Chapters. It was so covert that my partner didn't even know I was in contractions. He just walked ahead with my daughter. There I was among all the books having the contractions. But by 10 p.m. that night, the contractions had gotten stronger. We put a movie on, Ibiza with Jillian Jacobs. I knew I was actually in active labor because that movie was fucking annoying me. <laughs> Turn it goddamn off, I can't take it. <coughs> the nights come. Every wave in and out, across my belly, through my back. I'm so glad that everyone's sleeping. My daughter's in the other room. My son is at, my, at his grandparents. I look over at Phil. Hey, Phil, what time is it? I don't know, five minutes had passed since the last time I'd asked him what time it was. Oh, this one was really long. Where was my mucus plug? 
The last time the mucus plug just came out and the contraction started and I was fully dilated. This was a long, long night. But I made it. We made it. The morning came. 5 a.m., 6 a.m. I don't know, it felt so long. 6.05 a.m. Phil, can you put the bath on for me, please? I get in the water. Just like Emily, it feels so good to be there. I don't want to move. But I didn't know I was never going to look at the bath the same way again. <laughs> I don't know, is it time to call the midwife? Is it time? It's been 13, 12, 13, I don't know. Time is gone. I have to get out of the bathtub, put on my little black dress again. Love, call the midwife. Hey, love, she wants to talk to you. No, I don't want to talk to her. She wants to talk to you. Hi, Mai. Hi. How are the contractions? I really feel like pushing. Okay, I'm coming over. Excellent, come over. Tell me I'm 10 centimeters dilated. No music, none of the playlists that I prepared, no Enya. <laughs> Love, do you want the music on? God, no, no. Just silence. Just get me through the next contraction. Back in my little black dress. Failure to push, failure to progress, failure to mother, failure, failure. Failure. Why would you want to do it at home? So much doubt. So much doubt entering into my head. Stop. Why? 16 hours later, 16 hours later, the midwife is here. She's standing under me like a water polo player. My push, push. I'm fucking pushing. Get the birth stool. I hate the birth stool. Who hates the birth stool? God. But I was going to get on that thing and I was going to push this baby out. I'd had a 14 hour birth with my second. Beautiful. At home. This was coming out in 10 hours. No, 16 hours already passed. I was past the mark. But I got on that birth stool and I pushed. I wasn't. I wasn't afraid. But maybe I was. I don't know. I pushed. I pushed. And she kept saying, we got to break your waters, Mai. I remember the last time they took the knitting needle out. I hated it. But I said, break the goddamn waters, midwife. Break it. She broke it. And I was so happy. And there was the gush. And there was the blood. Drip, drip. Nothing. Do you see, do you see anything? Nothing. No. My body broke, the way that motherhood can break you. It broke into a million pieces, and I didn't know if I could pick it back up. The midwife stood over me now like a football player. Come on, Mai, open up. We're going to put you on your back. It seems counterintuitive, but I like it on my fours. On your back, Mai, we've got to get you pushing, pushing. There she was, towering over me like a football player, opening up my vagina. Go, go, come on, my push. I can't, I can't, I can't. I'm breaking, it's done. It was so painful by that point. I just, 
I didn't know how long I could keep going. Failure to progress. Failure to push. Failure to mother. Failure. 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 Just call the ambulance. Phil, tell them to call the ambulance. I can't do it. You've got 10 minutes, Maya, to push this baby out. I can't do it in 10 minutes. I've never been good with deadlines. <laughs> the ambulance came. Two paramedics. It didn't help that they were complete morons. What's your name? Are you fully dilated? I wouldn't be pushing if I was fully dilated. How old are you? 30 seconds, every 30 seconds, contractions coming, coming. This young paramedic talking to me, and I had to hold on to her shoulders as I inched my way out, drip, drip, down the stairs. I could see the eyes of my friends who were there. I locked eyes. But what really got me was locking eyes with my son, who came home early from school. So excited to see his little brother. So excited to be part of this home birth. And he looked so scared. And I just remember his eyes. Failure to push. Failure to progress. Failure to mother. Failure. And they took me away. I knew what this would be the worst part. Getting in that ambulance. Oh my God. 30 seconds. Every contraction. Hearing the paramedics keep talking in my ears. I just wanted to be over. It was like the world was pushing out of my bum and I was holding it in. <laughs> Nothing's coming out. I'm not pushing anymore. I am done. Got to the hospital right away. He asks, do you want the epidural? Yes! I even want a C-section by this point. <laughs> Just stop. There I was. It took an hour. It didn't feel like an hour. It felt like an eternity. And there I was in my little black dress, covered in blood, pushing, but not pushing, contracting, but not contracting. And they took that little black dress off me. And I just looked at my partner and I said, this is where I break, right before that epidural goes in. I am so sorry. I am so sorry to disappoint you. I look an accusing finger at my midwife. You, I, would, I don't want to disappoint you. I really, we bonded in that moment, me and my midwife. Mostly, I fell in love again with my partner when he said to me, you can never disappoint me. You can never. 21 hours later, 21 hours. It didn't take that much pushing, to be honest. It was basically a big tug, and it was a pull. And there he was. Shaking tree, voting no. Failure to push. Failure to progress. Failure to mother. Failure. How could I be a failure with you, with your brother and your sister. Maybe I just failed to love myself, do all the things that motherhood teaches us to do,
failure to be compassionate, failure to forgive, failure to accept. You were born into the warmth of our family and our friends. Surrounded by love. And all I can say is, you were born in a different way than your sister and your brother, but you were all surrounded by love. Sacred woman I am With bare feet I walk along the river stones Water in my blood, the earth in my bones I tan the fire in my heart Cause I am never alone Sacred woman I am The morning of my daughter's birth I was called into the forest behind our home it felt like a rite of passage. I walked barefoot as my husband and my two-and-a-half-year-old son trailed far behind me. And as I walked, I sang all the way through the forest. And I came to a clearing in the woods. And I connected with this tall tree. And I felt this calling to take off all of my clothes and danced naked, my pregnant body moving in the wind, in the woods, until my son caught up to me and said, Mom, put your clothes on. <laughs> and so I did. <laughs> Not wanting to make too much of a scene. <coughs> we frolicked together in the woods, throwing leaves at each other and twirling around, and it felt as if my baby was giving us one more memory as a family of three. And as we walked out of the forest, I could feel that things were shifting. We were all together in a time of transition, about to transform into our bigger family. Earlier that morning, my water had broken. But at this point, six hours later, there was still no movement, no signs of contractions anywhere. I thought the forest walk, the forest naked dance would help, but no, nothing. When I spoke to my midwife that morning, she said that if there was no movement within 12 hours, I'd have to go to the hospital to have my heart monitored and baby's heart monitored. I hate being on a clock. Furthermore, I was told weeks earlier that I was strep B positive, so I had only 18 hours after my water broke to get into active labor. And 18 hours might seem like a long time to some folks, but for me, it took me 42 hours during my first birth. So 18 hours felt like a very short time, and I was concerned. I inquired as to whether castor oil would be a possibility. 
and how much I could take to ensure that all would work and I could have the home birth that I was hoping for. The home birth that was in a home that was not my own, gifted to us by a moon mother who answered the call of my friend Lou, who put a call out to the Ottawa universe saying, there's a woman who needs a home. She's temporarily living in Chelsea and wants a home birth in Ottawa where her midwives are situated. And this woman, she called me up and said it would be an honor to bring your baby into the world in my home. And when we met for the first time at her place, she gave me a key right then and there. As I walked around her home, I saw crystal altars everywhere, prayer flags and signs of the divine feminine, and I knew my baby spirit was at play. I didn't know what I was going to be having, but as I saw this home, it was pretty clear that a daughter was on the way. As we got out of the forest, I called Carolina, the moon mother, whose home we were going to be birthing at. And she said, I was expecting your call. I've been cleaning the sheets, getting the house ready just for you. And I said, how did you know? But her and the baby, they've been in touch. <laughs> As we drove into Ottawa, we made a stop at Urban Spice, just to pick up a few things. And as I get into the store, splash, it was pretty messy. <laughs> and I asked if they had a bathroom I could use, and they said, no, just for staff. And I said, this is an emergency. I'm in labor, and my water just broke on your floor. And they said, okay, go ahead. <laughs> and they brought me some pads to boot. As I exited the store, I looked around for my car, but my husband had driven a few blocks away, thinking that maybe if I walked a little further, the movement would come on. <laughs> As we got to the birth home, I prepared the concoction that Swedish midwives use to take castor oil, prescribed to me by my midwife here in Ottawa. Champagne, orange juice, peanut butter, and castor oil. <laughs> As I drank my special concoction, my husband drank the champagne right out of the bottle. L'chaim! And we hoped that movement would come. Just in case, I put out a call to sisters around the globe asking for support, and I received a message of chance, a video of the ocean waves, and lots of words of encouragement. And sure enough, it helped. We moved into Carolina's garage, which she had transformed into a yoga studio. And we got into different yoga positions, did some massage, some stretches, and some chanting. And all was working. Things started to move around and move around. And then I had to go right to the bathroom. The castor oil had kicked in <laughs> and kicked in and kicked in. I could not leave the bathroom. At that moment, my mother and my sister walk in from Toronto. They'd arrived. It seeing me on the toilet, they thought, oh, we got lots of time. Knowing how long my first birth took, they thought, we can have some tea, walk around the block, do our thing, come back, she still won't be there. After I got off the toilet, though, things really started picking up. I got on the couch, got all on fours, and still had my pants on because I didn't want to make a mess in Carolina's home. 
My husband found the perfect spot on my back, massaging, and I was focusing on bringing baby down, just bringing baby down, and we were singing together and really getting in a good rhythm, and then I had to go back to the toilet. <laughs> At that time, we remembered. We forgot to call the midwife. <laughs> now, she was worried, right? Because she had said 12 hours, and you got to get to the hospital. So we looked at my phone, and there were messages after messages wondering what was going on. And when we called her, she said, how far along are you? And we said, I don't know, wait. Uh, uh, and there was another contraction. She said, when was your last one? And I said, I don't know, a few minutes ago. I'm coming over. Plus, I could finally get out of the washroom again. We went back to the couch, repositioned, and we were right in the groove. Things were really flowing, and I was so proud of my husband. He was being the most amazing birth coach this time around. <laughs> and things were going so well, singing and chanting, and I was bringing baby down, bringing baby down, and then my mother and sister walk into the room, and they're wearing their shoes. And all I could think was, this is not my house. Why are you wearing your shoes? And they take their seat at the table, staring at us as if we are animals in a zoo. And labor just stops. And I had read that this could happen. And I felt strong and clear. And I looked at them and I said, things were really moving along. And when you sat there, Please, go outside, shift your energy, come back in when you're ready to help. No one messes with a pregnant lady in labor. And so they did. And they became the most incredible birth team. My husband at my back, my sister at my head, my mother at my shoulders, and massaging, and I was in the groove, bringing baby down, bringing baby down, and we were singing together, and the midwife got there, got her supplies already, and things were going so well, and then I had to go back to the bathroom. <laughs> but this time I felt ready to get completely naked. And as I was able to get out, this time it wasn't as long, I felt a call to go to the bedroom. And I got on the bed and I crawled on all fours. Ah, this wild moan came out of me and I felt the baby swimming down like a fish moving through the ocean. Head, head, head. My sister thought I wanted a head massage. <laughs> so she came right to my head and I said, no, head, head, head. And the midwife knew exactly what was going on. She said, the baby's crowning, the baby's crowning. So she gets on her glove and she said, push, push. So I pushed once and I pushed twice. And then the midwife with only one glove on, she reached down and she said, Naomi, reach down and catch your baby. And she scooped the baby through my legs. And I picked her up and I held my daughter, Soraya Raven in my arms for the first time. And I brought her into my chest, wrapped her up with all the love in the world. And I stayed there for what felt like an eternity, wrapping her in song. And now, two years later, together we sing. Sacred woman I am With bare feet I walk along the river stones Water in my blood and the earth in my bones Let's hand the fire 
Cause I am never alone Sacred